It is Friday, December 8th. Today, sponsored videos have become an important marketing tool as the popularity of influencers has grown. In this special episode, I am speaking with a business scientist who says she's cracked the code for marketers. I'm Todd Maffin. That's ahead today in digital marketing. So why the special episode? Well, it doesn't happen very often, but maybe once or twice a year, there just isn't any interesting news to report. <laughs> so today we bring you a full length deep dive into how the design of a sponsored video affects consumer engagement. Lee Chen is a professor of marketing at Suffolk University in Boston. She and her colleagues recently published a paper in the Journal of the Academy of Marketing Science called What Drives Digital Engagement with Sponsored Videos? I spoke with her earlier and started by asking her whether sponsored videos were received more positively or more negatively by consumers in terms of their willingness to engage with them positively. So that's one of the interesting findings in our study. So originally, we hypothesized a negative effect. We thought that clearly disclosing sponsorship would hurt digital engagement, but our analysis shows the opposite. Why do you think that is? I think it indicates uh, developments in influencer marketing in general, in the industry general, and also there is a change of uh, consumer perception and attitudes uh, towards sponsored videos. So um, maybe several years ago, when influencer marketing and sponsored content was still a new phenomenon, um, they were not familiar with sponsorships, right? They were not familiar with the collaboration between brands and influencers. Therefore, they expected that influencers to only produce organic content. So that was the expectation. But nowadays, influencer marketing is very popular. It develops really fast. And sponsored videos also become very common. So uh, viewers, well, general consumers, they are exposed to sponsored videos a lot right now. They watch these sponsored videos on YouTube, on different video sharing platforms. So now they gradually understand what the uh, collaboration is. And as they become more familiar with sponsorships, as they become more familiar with this type of collaboration, they gradually understand and accept this kind of collaboration. So they know that influencers need to make a living. They need to make money so that they can produce high quality content. Therefore, they are becoming more understanding and acceptable. But at the same time, there is this uh, moral responsibility they expect. So they expect influencers to clearly disclose sponsorship. So that is what we believe um, the development in influ influence marketing in general. And, you know, it, it doesn't surprise me that as influencers become more part of the marketing ecosystem, that consumers would think less negatively of it. What surprised me about your research was that, in fact, it, was, it went even beyond that and people began thinking positively about the brand when an influencer was brought in. That has something to do with authenticity. So now uh, followers expect them to be honest to be transparent, right? So if you are getting a sponsorship, just be transparent and be honest. Tell me you are getting this, uh, this sponsorship. So I am, so I know I am fully informed about the content I'm going to watch. So that's some new moral responsibility. And also, uh, influencers are 
like their followers' friends, right? So there, this there is this uh, this parasocial relationship going on. So I want the best for my friends. So if the influencer I like is getting sponsorship, I feel happy for them. Right. So uh, now you are funded and I feel happy. I even celebrate with them like, oh, congratulations, you are getting the sponsorship. It's really a good thing. So that's another interesting finding in our study. Did your results differ when the platform was the one doing the disclosing? Like I'm thinking in ter- uh, something like um, the, the little label that says sponsored post. Yes. So uh, we looked into two types of disclosure. One is influencers' own disclosure in the video. The other one is platform-generated disclosure. So now uh, large video sharing platforms like YouTube and Bilibili, uh, it's the platform in our study, uh, they, bo- they all offer this new feature, this disclosure feature influencers can apply. So if you apply this feature, there would be a platform-generated label appear on your video. It says uh, includes sponsored content or uh, this uh, the content is sponsored by which brand. So that's a platform generated label. So our study uh, indicates that when you combine both type of uh, both types of disclosure, you will have higher digital engagement. Yeah, the, the data set, as you mentioned, came from Billabilly. And I like to think that I'm pretty up to speed on apps, but this one was new to me. It's a, it's a Chinese app, I think. Can you describe it? It is. It is. It is a video sharing platform in China, and it's getting really popular in China uh, in recent years, especially among younger people. It's um, like YouTube. So it's similar, like everybody can register and post their videos. So they provide YouTube style uh, this this kind of service. Uh, but I think they are much more popular among younger people in China. How do you think your results would be different if you'd have tested on a more global app like TikTok or Instagram or YouTube? I think, so there is one thing we do want to, uh, we do want to mention. In our sample, the average video length is seven minutes. So we study uh, medium to long sponsored videos. And uh, we think as long as the video is in similar context, our findings should be generalized to, uh, to other platforms like YouTube. But TikTok is different. TikTok is short videos, right? So the videos on TikTok uh, are usually less than a minute. That would be a different context because in short videos, the amount of inf- uh, information you can include and the structure and the format may be very different. So our findings may not be directly transferable to this short video context. But in other platforms like um, YouTube, we do believe the findings can be generalized. Yeah, I mean, the study, uh, the strategies we study um, are general video design strategies. They are not country-specific or um, culture-specific. That's why we think uh, the findings can be generalized. I know that scientists um, do not like talking about their gut feeling. They prefer data and things that can be proven. But I'm going to ask you for your gut feel on how you think the results would be on TikTok. I think some of them may have similar impact. For example, disclosure, I think it could be similar because... um, In, In other words, positive for the brand. Yeah, I think so. But in terms of customization and uh, subjective endorsement, it may be different because in a one minute, let's say several seconds or one minute video, you you can't 
customize, fully customize or partially customize the video for the brand, right? Or there is, uh, it's just uh, the level would be different. So I would um, say customization, video customization and the type of endorsement maybe may have different effects. effects. Yeah, let's let's walk through if we can a couple of those kind of minute factors that are commonly included in these kind of videos, and 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 you can tell me how they affect affect engagement. You you mentioned high video customization, so how does that affect it? Okay, so uh, let me first what video customize explain what video customization is. Uh, there are different types of sponsored videos. At the lower customization level, are uh, shout out videos. So influencers, they only mention the brand names or the product for several seconds as sometime in their video. So the video content is basically not related to the, to the sponsoring brand. They just acknowledge the sponsorship. So that is shout out videos. On the higher level of customization are dedicated videos. So the influencer may produce a video specifically for the brand. For example, a reveal video. So in the entire video, they talk about the product, the brand, the functions, the performance. So the entire video is specifically for the brand. That would be a highly customized video. So that's what video customization measures. And uh, our finding is that higher level, higher level of customization would negatively impact digital engagement. I've heard that, you know, just sort of anecdotally from marketers as well, that on TikTok, especially, and mind you, your your findings were from a more of a YouTube type app, but um, that, that, you know, it's almost the ones that are just sort of thrown up, you know, by an influencer sort of yeah. quickly that, that seem to be yeah. more authentic, yeah. I guess. Putting our podcast and newsletter together can get complicated. We had show notes in one place, interview coordination in another, brainstorming somewhere else. It's easy to lose track of the big picture when you have to open a new window for every detail. With Miro, you can bring everything and everyone together in one place, consolidate different points of view, and increase team collaboration all on one centralized board. For instance, we used Miro to figure out the right flow for our newsletter automations. It let us get our team all contributing, including our ad agency people, and saved us a ton of time. And its new AI tool, which summarizes and clusters information automatically, was a game changer. Find simplicity in your most complex projects with Miro. Your first three Miro boards are free when you sign up today at Miro.com slash podcast. That's three free boards at miro.com slash podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. And if you like the format of this podcast, you will love theirs. It's packed with information, but it's brief. Last week, they had a great rundown on car prices, not just the numbers, but why car prices moved, how weather affects that market. It was super interesting. They also cover things like boosting your credit score, putting money away for retirement, saving on travel, and so on. So yeah, listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. What about when the brand is mentioned early on in the video versus at the end of the video? Is there a difference there in your findings? Of course, there is a difference. So based on our findings, it's better to place the brand or talk about brand information at 
later stage in your video. So, um, well, you can clearly disclose sponsorship, but talk about the brand in the later part of your video is better for your engagement. And what about influencers' uh, subjective endorsements, like sharing personal experiences or uh, opinions about the sponsored product? Yeah. So that's another interesting finding. Uh, There are, um, well, generally speaking, two types of uh, information you can provide, right? One is subjective um, information, meaning that you talk about your own opinion, your own experience, your own thoughts about the brand. That's subjective. The other is objective. So you focus on the facts. Uh, you talk about the facts about the product. And in our study, we find that subjective endorsement meaning that you talk about your own experience, your own thoughts about the brand or negatively impact digital engagement. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. That surprises me. Yeah, that also surprises us a little bit. Uh, uh, The theory, so we believe uh, it may be because that subjective endorsement is hard to verify. So it's your own experience. For example, um, I'm endorsing a snack. And I'm telling you, it's really delicious. You really should try it. That's my subjective opinion, right? But it's hard to verify. As viewers, they just don't know. They don't know whether it tastes good or not. It's just your own opinion, your own thoughts. But objective information is verifiable. For example, this snack is made of organic ingredients. Then I can easily verify the information. But subjective information, endorsement is not. So if it cannot be verified, then viewers may become a little bit suspicious and they may feel, right, they may doubt. And uh, that's why um, we think explains why uh, the negative uh, influence would appear. So the perfect influencer video then that a brand commissions would be one, if I have this right, where it's low production values, there's not a lot of customization, the brand itself is not mentioned until the very end or close to the end, and the influencer stays away from their personal opinions about it. Is that a fair estimation of kind of the perfect video as per your findings? I wouldn't say it's a perfect video, but in terms of the digital engagement you can get, that would be better. How do you think that tracks against um, sales or conversions? Your digital engagement is one thing and it's important, but it's a little bit different stage of the funnel than what most marketers are aiming for. Did you give any thought or, or find any data around how that digital engagement might translate into sort of objectives further down the funnel? That, that really is a great question. But in our data set, unfortunately, we do not have sales data uh, because majority of the sponsored videos are uh, awareness campaigns. In other words, the brands, they want to increase the awareness of the brand. There are now sales campaigns. So that's why it's very hard to collect sales data. And um, in addition, sponsored videos are just a part of the promotion strategy, right? It's just a part of the uh, the marketing mix. And there are other factors make uh, may come into play. So it's really hard to link the influencer, the effect of the sponsored video to directly to the sales data. But that would be that would be great if further studies can look into that. And that's our maybe our future studies. What surprised you the most out of your results? I would say disclosure. 
even in practice, most influencers and sponsoring brands are reluctant to clearly disclose、um, this sponsorship, right? This collaboration, but、uh, we find the opposite. So that's why、uh, we think it's really surprising. And、uh, as we、uh, talked about it earlier, it could be the development in influencer marketing industry in general, and also how people、uh, perceive sponsored content. So now they are more understanding and they are more familiar with this type of collaboration. So, bottom line, how should marketers change how they work with influencers in light of your findings? Well, first of all. It's okay to disclose your sponsorship, so、uh, don't feel reluctant to clearly disclose、uh, to disclose the sponsorship or the collaboration. It's completely fine.、Uh, consumers understands and they also appreciate that if you、um, clearly tell them that this is sponsored. That's one thing. And also for brand information, well, maybe move it to the later part of the video. So you still can talk about the brand, but at the beginning.、Uh, It's better to have the influencers' own organic content and maybe talk about the brands later. And for customization, they just need to think about the、uh, the objectives they would like to achieve in、uh, in this campaign, in this influencer marketing campaign. Well, it's still okay to produce customized videos, but maybe、uh, brands and influencers want to take.、Um, The digital engagement into consideration. Okay, whether the customization effort would pay—that's、uh, one thing they may want to think about. Finally, is the subjective endorsement for influencers. Well, it's pretty common for them to talk about their own、uh, opinions and experience, but they may be careful.、Uh, so it's okay to talk a little bit, but don't emphasize your own opinion or experience too much. Maybe、uh, also talk about the facts about the brands, not just your own opinion. Well, it, it is fascinating research. I'm delighted you could share it with us. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you for having me. Li Chen is a professor of marketing at Suffolk University in Boston. Her paper is in the Journal of the Academy of Marketing Science. It's called "What Drives Digital Engagement with Sponsored Videos." And that will do it for the week. Today in digital marketing is produced by Engage Q Digital on the traditional territories of the Sunimic First Nation on Vancouver Island. Our production coordinator is Sarah Guild. Our theme is by Mark Blevis. Music licensing by Source Audio. Ad coordination by Red Circle. I'm Todd Maffin. Have a great weekend. See you on Monday. Yeah, I will double click your fix for some skin. I will double will double for some skin. I will double click your fix for some skin. I will double will double click. I click it again. I will double click your fix for some skin. I will double will double for some skin. I will double click your fix for some skin. I will double will double click 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 it again.